I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, you guys? It is Sue Smith. Welcome to Scam Wow. Katie's off this week, and I am going down the rabbit hole of Free Britney once again. I watched Framing Britney Spears, and then I got into Britney Spears' Twitter, Free Britney Twitter, and I was like, there's so much stuff that this documentary left out. So I got deep into a Twitter rabbit hole. I found this guy, Brennan. He is at RealCocky underscore on Twitter. And he has done the research. He's a major Britney fan, Free Britney stan. And he's here to discuss some really disturbing stuff. So trigger warning, we're talking about um, postpartum depression. We're talking about human trafficking. We're talking about lots of scammers. So it's not uplifting in any way. Britney is being abused and it's a bummer. Um, It's a huge bummer. And bummer is an understatement. It's a tragedy. Plus, Brennan clears up what I've always wondered about, whether Brittany is giving us messages through her Instagram. He thinks she's not. I always think I love like reading into a conspiracy theory. You know, I love Epstein. I love going down the rabbit hole. I mean, not a QAnon, not a piece of gate, none of that. But, you know, I love a light conspiracy theory. So he's clearing up whether he thinks that Brittany is giving us messages through her Instagram. He's even telling us who runs Britney's Instagram? He knows. He's so he knows everything. And it's fascinating. So that is coming up. And that is juicy. And we're going to talk about KFED, how he's making money off of all this. Um, we're talking about all the people who make money off of Britney's conservatorship, including her shady, shady business manager who runs 
LGBT conversion therapy stuff, her shady public defender, her shady father, of course, and lots of shadiness. But before we get to all that, we have some new Patreon patrons to thank. Melanie and Alyssa, welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon. I have a scam to tell you, and it's cleaning products. You know those cleaning products that'll say three-in-one works on all surfaces? That's a freaking scam. I'm talking to you, Pledge. I got Pledge multi-surface cleaner. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Doesn't work on stainless steel. That's a lie. That's a freaking scam. And I bought it because it was like, oh, now I don't have to buy a stainless steel cleaner. I can just use my freaking pledge. No, honey, you need a special stainless steel cleaner. Man, I am a domestic lady these days. That's crazy. So pledge is a scam. I did try Mr. Clean on the stainless steel and he cleans kind of okay. Not great, but kind of okay. Anyway, our guest is Brennan White, and I hope you enjoy. Um, everyone, please welcome Brennan White. So, Brennan, I went down, um, Sophia Ross, Rossi retweeted one of your tweets, and I went down a little rabbit hole with your Twitter feed, and I was like, this man is the authority on all things Britney Spears. <laughs> He's the man that I need to have on the podcast. Oh, well, awesome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. hopefully I can shed a little light on, like we were saying, things that, uh, the Framing Britney Spears documentary sort of left out just because of time constraints or whatever else, and um, hopefully bring some of the key, key players' uh, names forward and sort of highlight their role as well. Yeah, so um, we did an episode on like high-level Free Britney um, a couple of months ago, and that basically covered everything in the Framing Britney Spears documentary. So I want to start from a place of like, we all have this knowledge of what the conservatorship is. Like we all are on board with that already. So just feel free to dive in with what the documentary left out. Who is Lou Taylor? Um, is Jamie a bad guy? What is the former assistant speaking out about? Or the cousin slash assistant, all that stuff. Because when I look at your when I look at your tweet Twitter feed, I'm like, there's so much here, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to no, dive and in. It feels that way too, because you know, we get information every day that comes out. And, you know, we just try to, it doesn't come out in chronological order. So you sort of have to piece it together as you go along and let the evidence build the story itself um, and then just go where the evidence leads. And uh, and that's sort of what I've tried to do on Twitter, um, just to kind of raise awareness and, and hopefully complete the story so that more people know what's going on. And how long have you been part of the Free Britney movement? I have been a part of the Free Britney movement probably since 2009 when it was initially uh, started. But really, I got into it, uh, you know, when it blew up in 2019, I believe, um, on the Britney's Graham podcast, which was, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that was a podcast dedicated to kind of picking apart her Instagram in sort of a, a funny, satirical sort of way. And uh, and then they actually had a paralegal who worked for Britney's conservatorship call in and drop a bomb on them as far as, uh, you know, information about uh, the cancellation of Britney's residency domination, why it was canceled, uh, why she hasn't been seen in at that point, I believe it was three or four months, which was very strange because, you know, you see Britney Spears, she's the most photographed person in the world. She wasn't even posting on Instagram at that time. So a lot of fans were sort of like, you know, something might be brewing backstage. And, uh, and then when we got that voicemail, it just sort of really confirmed that, yeah, something was, uh, was not right here. What do you personally think is not right? What do you personally think is going on? Well, uh, 
According to Brittany, she actually went to the judge and said that she had been forced into rehab by her father and was forced to take medications against her will. And this was, in my opinion, uh, a way to get out of the contract that they signed with MGM um, in Vegas for her residency because millions had already been poured into the show. And, you know, this was sort of their way of getting out of it and using it sort of as insurance so that they wouldn't get in trouble. When was this rehab? Is this recent? Yes, this was, uh, I believe, January of 2019. And I believe she was in there until around April. And it was a shitty rehab, right? Yeah, it was a one-star rehab facility. Uh, you know, the detectives in the Britney Army were able to pinpoint the location because she was actually filming uh, and uploading videos from uh, the facility. And turns out this, this facility is a one-star facility and has horrible reviews. And lots of people have had very bad experiences there. It's not really a place that you would think someone of Britney's stature would go. Mm-hmm. But why would they want to get out of the contract with MGM and Vegas? Well, because Britney was not going to be performing the show anymore. Her dad actually pulled the plug on that because uh, evidently she wasn't taking her medications as prescribed. This is according to the paralegal that called in on the Britney's Graham voicemail. Uh, he said that she wasn't taking her medications, uh, didn't want to take them, just flat out wasn't taking them at all. And her father said, "If look, if you don't take these medications, I'm pulling support and you can't do the show. And so he was strong to his word and did just that. Uh, and he said, you know, go ahead and blame it on my illness and we'll go from there. Okay, let's back it up. So the conservatorship, when it started... You think it got started in a shady way that was like Jamie and K-Fed collaborating a little bit? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, well, my take with K-Fed is basically when he married Britney Spears, they had a, a pretty tight prenup. Um, and it kind of guaranteed that he wasn't going to get much from the divorce. So in my opinion, I think that when he teamed up with uh, Britney's mom and Britney's dad uh, in the divorce, that he was sort of working with them to make a new plan to get more money out of her since uh -huh. he wasn't getting anything in the divorce. And, you know, this is uh, backed by quotes in Lynn's autobiography, Brittany's Mom, where she talks about Kevin, you know, being there and what a good guy he is. And, uh, and also we have video evidence of Brittany serving her mom a faux restraining order saying to stay away from me and my kids because she felt like something was being done behind her back and that it was underhanded. And, and I can understand that, you know, you get a divorce, you don't really want your parents to side with your ex-husband. You're saying it's a fake restraining order? Yeah, it was just sort of one that she had written herself mm -hmm. and just kind of barring her from her life. Mm -hmm. Lynn said, you know, it's not a restraining order. It was a love letter, but it was a it was basically Brittany's way of saying trying to excommunicate her from her life. Yeah. So let's clarify. Um, K-Fed, he joined up because if he were to get full custody of the kids, he would get more money per month. So now he's getting, it was what, 20000 Now he's getting 60000 a month? He's, yeah. Well, it was 20000 to begin with uh, up until 2018. Him and his lawyer went back to court because they saw all the money that she was bringing in from Vegas. Uh, she had the most successful Vegas residency in the history of Vegas residencies uh, that spanned five years. And he said, look, you know, I'm bringing in 3000 a month. 
she's making in excess of 34 million annually. And I think I'm entitled to more of that money. So he asked for 60,000. Now, what he got was 40,000. That's what Jamie's lawyers and him decided to settle on. He would, he's bringing in $3,000 a month. He would literally be nothing without Britney Spears. Nothing. Right, exactly. And, and yeah. he's just another one that has his hands in it and not his heart in it. And it's really sad. You know, I just hope that her boys haven't been tainted too much by, you know, I don't know the dynamic there and I don't really want to make too many comments about that. But I just hope that they continue to love their mother and have her back. But you think all along his motivation for custody has been financial? Absolutely. I do believe that. Yeah. You know, we don't know what he does as far as employment. He calls himself a DJ. He says he actually hasn't been working as a DJ because he's sort of aging out. Might just be because he's not that talented. But, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I can't imagine there's a big demand for Kevin Federline as your DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a market for that. Yeah, no. Um, Okay, so who is Lou Taylor? So Lou Taylor is the mastermind of Britney Spears' conservatorship. She, this lady, actually makes a living by locking people into conservatorships against their will. Um, She has a history of doing this, not to just Britney. Uh, She also tried to do this to Courtney Love. Courtney Love has had a lot to say about Lou Taylor and their experience there. Actually, and what prompted that to happen was Courtney made a statement about Britney's father and the mistreatment of Britney under this conservatorship. And so his entire legal team, Geraldine Weil, Gerald Cole, uh, the same legal team he has in Britney's conservatorship, they went after uh, Courtney Love and tried to take custody of her child away from her and lock her in a conservatorship. Now, I'm not exactly sure what all transpired in court there. I haven't kept up with that too much. But according to her, according to Courtney, uh, she won. And so she's not in a conservatorship, thank God. But who is Lou and how does she know Brittany? Now, Lou is, as far as, as early as we know, she's been in their life since 2006. Um, She started as Jamie Lynn's manager when Jamie Lynn was working on Zoe 101. Also, I do want to take it back real fast. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is another one. She also tried to get her in a conservatorship as well. Uh, She teamed up with Dina Lohan, Brittany's mom, that didn't go through was because her father actually found out and went to the media and said, look, and there's video, dude, you can find it online. But he said, Lou Taylor and Dina Lohan have their hands in this and not their hearts in this. She's trying to take over my daughter's life and ruin her life and control every aspect. So she was Jamie Lynn's manager. Was she involved in Britney's business at all? Not at that time. No. You know, there have been some emails that have come out from Britney Spears where Britney Spears calls Lou Taylor a stalker. Um, She said that she doesn't know this lady and she's scaring her and her children because she evidently emailed Britney and said, look, you've you've got some demons that I need to exercise out of you. You are possessed by a gay demon. I need to come get it out of you uh, and I want to come pray with you. And so Brittany immediately emails her, her lawyer, Gary, and said, look, this lady is a stalker. I don't know her. I don't want her in my life. She's scaring me and my babies. You've got to do something to protect me because she keeps sending in mail. Unwanted mail is reaching my home. You know, one of the things she sent her was a pink hat. So that's kind of become a running joke among the fan base. And yeah, so she just, anyway, Brittany expressed that she was afraid that Lou Taylor would get in her life by going to her drunk father in Kentwood. And that's exactly what Lou Taylor ended up doing. Wow. What is Lou's 
thing. She's a manager. Lou likes to call herself a lot of different things. She calls herself an accountant. She calls herself a business manager. As far as I know, before Jamie Lynn, she didn't have any clients. Uh, now she does have some high profile clients, thanks to Britney Spears and the doors that that is open for her. Um, but before then, she was pretty much a nobody. So did she weasel her way in there by being like her dad, Jamie, saying like, hey, I know about conservatorships. Let me help you. Or how did she get in? Yeah, that's exactly what she did. She uses the guise of being a Christian woman, uh, very spiritual, hiding behind Jesus. And she convinced Jamie and Lynn that a conservatorship was the only way to go if they wanted to help their daughter and, you know, get some control. And, and that's how she convinced them to do that. And again, I cite Lynn's autobiography that she wrote where she names Lou Taylor as doing such. Uh, she even says that she and Lou Taylor and Jamie prayed and fasted for weeks before this uh, even happened and felt God leading them to do this. What a scammer. That's crazy. Right. And she's actually, you know, she's involved with uh, her husband, Robert Taylor, uh, is a pastor of a mega church in Tennessee, uh, Calvary Chapel, which is very anti-LGBTQ. And also, you know, after Lou Taylor became Britney's business manager, one of the first things that she did was, you know, she took a, a charity that Britney had set up, which was the Britney Spears Foundation. Now, what that was, was a sort of a camp for underprivileged children to learn how to sing and dance. Brittany would go there a lot of times and, and teach the children. It was really like a big passion project of hers. And what Lou did is she bankrupt the, uh, the charity by taking the remaining $50,000 in the account and donating it to a place called Mercy Ministries. Okay. Now, Mercy Ministries is a place where you, Lou Taylor sat on the board. So, you know, can you spell conflict of interest? Damn. Mercy Ministries is an inpatient uh, facility that is supposed to be helping young women who are dealing with addiction issues, uh, trauma, sexual trauma. They actually have their own survivor network of people who have been to this place and come out and, and join together to share their stories of the trauma and abuse that they endured there uh, because this place performs exorcisms. They practice gay conversion therapy. They believe in prayer over in place of medicine. And I'm not dogging on religious organizations that, that do believe in prayer to help. I do think, though, that taking away these girls' prescriptions fully in place of prayer is a little mm, counterproductive. I think that there should be maybe a combination of the two absolutely could be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. to take away their medications entirely. You know, there was a story of a girl that I was reading about where she suffered from PTSD and had, you know, uh, lots of panic attacks. And so she had a, a prescription to Xanax. And one of the first things they did was take that fully away from her and tell her next time you have a panic attack, just pray it out. Because the Bible doesn't say to medicate your demons. It says to cast them out. Oh, my gosh. But sh- they're not doctors. They're not doctors. No, no. That's Okay, so Lou is a shady business manager. She's still on Britney's team and still her business manager, right? Here's the thing. Yes and no. Okay. Recently, just a a few months ago, Lou actually stepped down as Britney's business manager in name anyway, because when you look at the court documents and business entities, she's still listed as president and CEO of most of Britney's uh, little corporations that her and Jamie formed after the conservatorship was in place. 
Uh, she still lists herself all over Brittany's business. So, and as a business manager, what does she gain from the conservatorship? Like 5% or something? Or she definitely makes money off of it? Oh, yeah. She definitely makes money off of it. Uh, there's a, an email uh, that allegedly leaked as well from her uh, where she tells Jamie, you know, look, Brittany's not working right now. This is during Brittany's hiatus. Uh, she said, I want a floor of $500,000. Just because B isn't working doesn't mean that we're not working. And that was her verbiage there. And so he replied back and was like, approved. You know, instead of going through the courts and and getting that approved, oh he just approved gosh. it by email and thought that that, you know, would be the ethical thing to do. So he and Lou are like thick as thieves, basically. They're absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Do you think that he doesn't really know what he's doing and she like manipulates him or what is that relationship? Well, you know, I, I don't think Jamie could have done this alone at all. You know, there's a lot of working pieces. Uh, I don't think that the man is very intelligent on his best day. I don't think he's ever been accused of that. So absolutely. <laughs> I do think that Lou Taylor has been pulling the strings, using her connections. Um, and like I said, she's a professional at doing this. This is not her first rodeo. So yeah, it, it couldn't have been done without Lou Taylor's involvement. Oh my gosh. And do you think that Jamie wanted the conservatorship just so he could profit off of it? Or do you think he really it really wasn't Britney's best interest? Um, I do think it was for profit and for money and control. You know, if you watch the Framing Britney Spears documentary, you see the executive at uh, Jive Records, which was Britney Spears' label at the time. And she said, you know, the only interaction I ever had with Jamie was... He came up to me and said, my, my daughter's going to be rich enough to buy me a boat. Uh -huh. She said, and that's all I'm going to say about Jamie. You know, she, you could tell she really didn't have anything good to say about him. Yeah. Brittany was estranged from Jamie when the conservatorship was put in place. Brittany hadn't seen him in a long time. In fact, he's been absent from her life, according to Lynn, uh, most of her life. You know, he actually has his own demons that he battles. He's been in and out of rehab his whole life. You know, so why is this man in charge of Britney Spears's life when he can't even run his own? You know, he's a failed entrepreneur. He's tried to run a gym. He's tried to work as a fry cook. Couldn't do that. You know, there's a lot that Jamie doesn't have. And he recently made a statement in the press about Free Britney and its supporters calling us conspiracy theorists, saying that we don't have a clue. And that also he doesn't want fans like us. And to which I have to say, you don't have fans like us. You don't have fans at all. Mm. In fact, there's a lot that Jamie doesn't have. He doesn't have his own money. He doesn't have success. He doesn't have integrity. I don't even think he has his, all of his teeth. But I digress. <laughs> but where is Lynn? Why isn't Lynn intervening at all? Are people... I, I got the feeling from Framing Britney that people are physically afraid of Jamie. Is that true? That is true. Uh, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, Brittany's assistant and cousin Allie Sims recently came out um, and made a statement that said, you know, I had to cut Brittany out of my life um, because I was 100% uh, my life was threatened by Jamie. And uh, he told me if I take any more phone calls of Brittany when she calls me that, you know, my life will be in danger. What? And yeah. And she said, you know, that she's carried a lot of guilt for that because she wasn't able to convey that to Brittany, you know, why she wasn't speaking to her. And so she said, I can't even imagine how alone and abandoned Brittany must have felt by me just not answering her phone calls and disappearing from her life. It's, it's really sad. It's really sad because they don't allow family members and people who actually care about Brittany and actually have her best interest in mind. They don't let those people around her. Really? No. And again, going back to the Framing Britney Spears documentary, the part about Felicia Collada. 
her lifetime, you know, assistant. Yeah. The, one of the first calls of action was to get rid of her. You know, Jamie, that was one of his first things he did. He made sure that she was not involved in the business of Britney. You know, he keeps her at a, a healthy distance. She seems lovely. She's so lovely. I've met yeah. her once before and she actually, no, I... I'll never forget it. She was so sweet and genuine and actually ended up getting me, mailing me an autograph from Britney Spears. Oh, it was so nice. She's just, she's an angel. Oh, that's so lovely. So what do you think is Lynn's role in all this? How come she, is she on team Jamie? How come she's not intervening? You know, Lynn is actually on, you know, going to court. Uh, the day that Britney went to court and told the judge that she had been forced to take medications against her will and was forced into the facility against her will. Uh, you know, they walked into court hand in hand. Lynn sits on the opposing side to Jamie. Um, so by all appearances, it looks like Lynn is stepping up to uh, support her daughter. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means. I don't know if she's gunning for the end of the conservatorship or if she's gunning for a change in power. Uh, that is, you know, still unclear at this time. Um, but we're rooting for Lynn. We really feel like maybe she's been kept in the dark about a lot of things for the past mm -hmm. 13 years. <laughs> I think the Free Britney movement kind of lit a fire under her as well to get more involved in her daughter's affairs. So I hope that's what she's trying to do. Do you know when they divorced? I want to say it was around... Uh, early 2000s. I just wonder if she's like afraid of him as well. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get, you know, is that she's uh she just kind of goes along with what he says. And it was kind of an abusive marriage according to her and you know, she's always been sort of uh subservient and kind of uh just goes along with what he what he wants. Getting back to Lou, so you said Lindsay Lohan. Who who else does she work with? Or who other people has she she scammed into a conservatorship or tried to? Do you know? Yeah, I know Courtney Love and Lindsay Lohan for sure. Mm -hmm. And we know this uh, about Lindsay Lohan, not only from the, you know, media and how her dad ran to the media and, and told everybody what Lou Taylor was planning for his daughter. Uh, but we also know this because shortly after Free Britney broke, Lou Taylor started buying a lot of domains uh, related to ending the conservatorship to block advocates from being able to use those domains themselves to spread awareness. But while we were seeing that she was buying those, we also saw other domains that she owns. And she owns about 30 domains in Lindsay Lohan's name as well, because she was planning on, you know, controlling her life and her fortune and her business as well. So what are the domain? What are some examples of the domain names? For the, the Free Britney domains, it's... Uh, inconservatorship.com, Free Britney, uh, you know, different variations with hyphens and, and without hyphens and, and that kind of thing. So she knows she's doing a bad thing. She knows she's a scammer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If she doesn't know it, I would love to hear the rationale. I really would, you know, because nobody thinks that they're the bad guy in their own story. So I would really love to hear what she thinks. But, you know, her silence has kind of been deafening. The only way that we've heard from her is when she's decided to sue fans. Mm, she sues fans? Oh, she sues fans. Absolutely. What for? Well, she sued uh, one of the fans for making sort of a parody website about her. It was called uh, Lou Taylor, your number one source for gay demon exorcist, <laughs> something to that nature. And then she sued a fan for claiming that positive comments were being deleted off of Britney Spears' Instagram, which Britney Spears' own mother corroborated and said that her, her positive comments were actually being deleted as well. 
and that the negative comments were rising to the top to sort of paint Brittany as this helpless person who needs help. Lou, don't sue us. This is all opinion. Honey, do not sue us. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So, okay, let's dive into Brittany's Instagram. Who do you think runs her Instagram? I know who runs her Instagram, and her name is Cassie Petrie. She Mm -hmm. runs CrowdSurf, which is a social media management company. Yeah, she's behind Britney Spears' Instagram, and that's, again, according to court documents and things that we have available that have uh, told us as much. And she's actually come out and, and spoke about it recently because she was getting some backlash for not doing the best job as a social media manager. You know, you should be weeding out the the bad comments. You shouldn't be uploading content that 
you know, doesn't paint your uh, client in the best light, but that's not what she's been doing. You know, she's been, in my opinion, painting Brittany out to be in need of a conservatorship. So you, you think Cassie is like curating her Instagram in order to show that she is like not all there. I do think that. And I'll tell you why, because recently uh, Jamie took to court Britney's Instagram as proof of her mental capacity. Even though Britney doesn't own her Instagram, Jamie owns her Instagram. And it's, uh, I believe, Baby One More Time Incorporated or or something to that nature. Uh, That is a business that owns Britney Spears' social media. And the president and CEO of that company is Jamie Spears and Lou Taylor. Oh, my God. Do you think that what is Cassie's incentive to to work with Jamie? Is she do you think that she's getting bribed by the estate or something like that? I think she's getting a lot. I think she's getting publicity. I think it's helping her grow her client base. I think that they're giving her, you know, nice connections. And yeah, I do think so. Uh, Hopefully, though, uh, when it's exposed that she's not been acting in her client's best interest, that she's engaging in painting them in a bad light. Hopefully, you know, people will start to see that this is a business that will sabotage your client and doesn't operate with any ethics at all. Do you know why they started working with CrowdSurf? I mean, who knows, but. Yeah, they're a, they're a Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee based company. Um, and she got her in through Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor. Oh, my gosh. So she's friends with Lou Taylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of pictures of them together. That's wild. So the content that she's actually posting is Brittany, like, how hands-on is Cassie in making that content? So is Brittany making it and sending it to her? Or is Cassie, like, directing it? How is that going? According to Cassie, Brittany is the curator of all of her content. She said that Brittany records her videos, she edits her videos, she writes the captions, and I guess they just press send? But you don't think that's true? No, because mm-hmm. why would you give a woman that you won't even turn the microphone on for during a concert because you're so afraid of what she might say. You don't let her have unscripted interviews because again, you're so afraid of what she might say. You don't let her on red carpets without watchdogs uh, standing on all sides of her, making sure she doesn't speak out of line. Why would you give her access to 25 million people instantly to say whatever she wants? Mm, Definitely. I wasn't aware that like her um, live shows, she's not she's just lip syncing all the time. They don't turn the microphone on. They yeah, they typically don't have the microphone on when she's in concert. No, there was an exception uh, recently. Or, I'm sorry, not recently, but towards the end of her Vegas residency, where she did sing a song completely live. And something that stuck out before she started singing, she said, wow, I'm holding this live microphone right now. This feels illegal. And it was very strange that she would say it feels illegal to hold a live microphone. Yeah. I feel so bad for her. It's very sad. So sad. So do you, in your opinion, do you think she, um, get Brittany gives messages through her Instagram? In my opinion, I'm, I've never been on the side that believes that, uh, you know, I'm not going to dog out anybody who believes that. Um, it's just my opinion. I don't think that she has much control over it, if any at all, but the cons- the conspiracies have actually kind of been helpful in a way because they brought in a lot of interest. A lot of new eyes came on because they were drawn in by the conspiracies. And then when they started looking through the facts, you know, that's what kept them um, on the movement. Um, so in that way, I do think that it's been a little helpful 
but I don't I don't really think that she's sending messages through Instagram. Mm-hmm. I love to think that she was. I love a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Maybe she is, but I don't know. Um, what's your opinion of her cu- current boyfriend? Is he sketchy or do we like him? We don't like him. We don't. Okay. I don't like him. Okay. The fan base is kind of divided on that. I just have, you know, a healthy dose of skepticism for anybody that the team approves. Mm-hmm. Just said, you know, they don't allow people who actually care about her to be in her corner. They don't allow her to talk to uh, friends and family. And so why is this particular guy able to be around her all the time? And and he's seemingly the only one that's able to be around her all the time. You know, she's never pictured with friends. There, There's, you know, it's just him. So it's like, is he her babysitter? Is he her playing a double agent? Is he reporting back to Jamie? Like, who knows? Is he like hired? Is he on the payroll? So she's not allowed. She doesn't really socialize. She's not allowed to be around like friends or family or anything. Um, No, the conservators power is that they have the uh, power to choose who she can see and who she can't see. They have the power to send and receive mail on her behalf. She's not allowed to make or receive phone calls, send or receive mail. Uh, And again, these are all from court documents. Typically, you know, in a conservatorship, those rights are afforded to the conservative. Uh, Typically, you don't take those rights away. But I guess because we're dealing with somebody who is mentally competent enough to reach out for help, the judge kind of took those away from her because it is up to the judge's discretion. Um, And I do want to name the judge, Dishonorable Judge Reva Goats. Uh, She was the judge that implemented the conservatorship from day one. She's the judge that violated Britney Spears' civil rights, constitutional rights, when she denied her access to hire her own attorney. She also waived the five days uh, legally required notice that the state was planning on taking and stripping her of all of her rights. You're supposed to give somebody five days notice so that they can prepare for that, so that they can lawyer up if needed. But they did all of this while Britney Spears was under a 5150 hold in the UCLA medical facility. So she was not even present at court when this happened. Uh, She had no idea that it was happening. It's awful. Yeah. In my opinion, it just feels like she was going through extreme postpartum. Like, and they just, everybody's just taking advantage of her and they really seize that opportunity. Yeah. And it seems that way, you know, according to the medical professionals that treated her at Promises uh, Rehab, they concluded that she didn't have a drug or alcohol problem. She never tested dirty, um, but they believed that she was suffering from postpartum depression uh, and possibly that was exasperated by her coming off of Prozac at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the judge's name is Reva Goats. What was her name? Yes. Uh, Dishonorable Judge Reva Goats. That's a hilarious name. Um, has she been the judge this whole, is she still the judge on it? She's actually not the judge anymore. We have a new judge named Brenda Penny mm-hmm. who seems to be doing somewhat of a better job as far as trying to uphold the law. The jury's still kind of out on her, uh, you know, and her hands are, are basically tied at this point because judges can only rule based off what the lawyers present them. So she doesn't have the power to say, okay, let's terminate this conservatorship because nobody has filed to cons- to terminate the conservatorship. Mm. Do you think Brittany still wants it? I, I can't imagine anybody would want it. Mm-hmm. When I think about 
the fact that I can get in my car and I can drive down to Starbucks and purchase a coffee and I don't have to ask for permission for that. I can go out and see my friends, whoever I want, you know, spend my money how I want, invest how I want. Why would anybody want a conservatorship? Now, most stars do have people to manage their money. And that's that's totally normal, you know, to hire a, a legitimate firm to manage your money like Bessemer Trust, who uh, I believe manages Amazon's money, Apple's money and Oprah's money, etc. And they are a legit company. And that's who Brittany wants to manage her funds. And she's been saying, you know, I don't want my dad to do it. I want this company to do it. And they won't even honor that little bit of a request. You know, that's that's not asking for much. Is that the judge's fault? Whose fault is that? Yeah, in my opinion, that is a little bit to do with the judge. Um, and then also maybe not, uh, maybe her court-appointed public defender, Samuel Ingham, maybe he's not doing everything he should be doing to make sure that that happens. Because in fact, it took him 13 years to tell the, the courts that Brittany is afraid of her father and doesn't want him involved. Aww. You know, it wasn't until Free Brittany Movement broke that he finally started advocating or seemingly advocating somewhat for Britney's desires and wants. Because for the the past 13 years, he's just been sitting back and collecting a $10,000 check weekly. What? Yes, for doing nothing. Oh my God. And why does she have a public defender? Why can't she pick her own lawyer? Because Judge Dishonorable Judge Reva Goats decided that Britney was incompetent to hire her own attorney. She actually hired her favorite quack psychiatrist, uh, Dr. James E. Spar, And he wrote a little declaration and said, yeah, Brittany's, uh, she's incapacitated. She doesn't have the right to hire her lawyer. The judge hired the psychiatrist. The judge approved the psychiatrist. Jamie's legal team actually hired the psychiatrist. $10,000 a week. But these judges and these lawyers, they're all, you know, they're all involved in these cases when you look through them. It's the same players. So uh-huh. they have this like almost like cesspool of lawyers, judges, and doctors that they use. And that's that's what you need, uh, a, a doctor who will just write you a, a capacity declaration. And then it's game over. Hmm. Why do you think she hasn't filed a motion to get out of it? I think because her court-appointed attorney doesn't really want her out of it. Because like I said, he gets... $10,000 a week, every week that she's in it. So, you know, there's just conflicts of interest all over the place. Left and right. Oh my gosh. Why do you think the documentary Framing Britney Spears left out all this stuff about Lou? You know, that was actually a big question that I had too. Um, and I actually tagged Samantha Stark, one of the producers on the documentary. And I said, you know, we the people need a part two because there is much more to this story to cover. And she actually ended up liking the tweet. And I do believe now that they are working on a part two uh, that's going to focus more heavily on Lou Taylor and the people surrounding uh, the conservatorship part, which was a big portion of the story that they were, they had to leave on the cutting room floor just because of time constraints. Do you think that um, Jamie Spears did anything to try to prevent the documentary from getting out or to retaliate in any way? Um, You know, I don't know if he did or not. You know, New York Times did say that they received a lot of cease and desist. uh, But I believe their quote was something to the effect of, we're New York Times. We aren't scared. (laughs) I do believe that they probably did try to shut it down. But who knows? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so disturbing. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you that we left out that we should cover? 
you know, going back to Lou Taylor, she actually also has a connection to a place called Stonebridge. Recently, she said in court that these two, or, or Jamie's lawyers said that these two uh, businesses are not connected or affiliated in any way, that they just so happen to do business from time to time. Now, like I said, Lou Taylor's TriStar man- Sports and Entertainment has been responsible for the conservatorship of accounting for the last 13 years. Um, now, after she stepped down, Jamie and his lawyers fought to have Stonebridge manage Britney's money. Now, Ingham objected, Samuel Ingham, Britney's court-appointed public defender, objected, claiming that they were basically the same company because they share the same management. Now, a man named Mitchell Martin uh, is listed as the president of Stonebridge. He used to be listed as the president of TriStar Sports and Entertainment, Lou Taylor's company. Now, this was all over the internet until recently we found evidence of them scrubbing the internet to get rid of this connection because they uh, went to the courts claiming under penalty of perjury and risk of losing their license that there was no affiliation between the two companies and that they just happened to do business together from time to time. But they share the same management. They absolutely share the same management. Lou Taylor worked at Stonebridge for nine years as an accountant. Now, why is this important? Now, in 2020, Jamie appointed Brittany's sister, Jamie Lynn, as trustee over Brittany's trust that she had set up for her children called the SJB Trust. Now, this trust houses the majority of Brittany's fortune. Um, and again, it's, it was supposed to be for Brittany, Brittany's child, children. Jamie Lynn went to court asking to deposit the trust into Stonebridge. In 2020, Forbes released an article questioning why Britney's net worth was reported at $60 million and why that was so low compared to their rough estimate of her net worth. Now, they claim she's missing about $600 million. Oh, my God. Now, according to the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the amount of money that Stonebridge was managing in 2019 to 2020 increased by $600 million. So they went in one year from managing $150 million to $722 million during a pandemic, nonetheless, which is wow impressive. Sure. Great. <laughs> and that just so happens to be the same amount of money that Forbes said was missing from her net worth. Let's go back slightly. So Lou actually stepped down from being her business manager? Yes. Lou stepped down from being her business manager. How come? Do we know? According to her, she was receiving death threats. Oh, so then she was like, let me get in this like little shell company that I don't have any part of. Right. Just so she still has part of it. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> what a fucking mess. Now, Adam Streisand, he was featured in the Framing Britney Spears documentary, too. And he actually was ejected from uh, the courtroom. Judge Revagotes ejected him from the courtroom after refusing to acknowledge him as Britney's attorney um, because she was holding a medical report claiming that Brittany did not have the mental capacity to hire her own attorney. Now, when he asked to see the medical report, she refused to show him, claiming that there was private medical information inside. So what was inside of the medical report at that time was nothing more than Sam Ingham, Brittany's court-appointed attorney, his opinion on Brittany's mental capacity. After meeting with her for 15 minutes, he came back and told the judge she has no understanding of the proceedings taking place. Which, in her defense, 
Nobody's told her about the proceedings taking place. It wasn't until after she ejected Adam Streisand from the courtroom that Revagotes officially ordered a 7.30 medical evaluation. And that's where we get Dr. James Spar, who came in and provided the official declaration capacity and said that she didn't have the right to an attorney. So Revagotes was like, Adam Streisand, you cannot be the attorney the attorney because of this medical thing I have here. The medical thing I have here is just a little statement from the other attorney that's like, "Mm, she doesn't know what's going on. It wasn't a full medical thing. Right. And what's super interesting about that is how did Revagotes know what the capacity declaration was going to say before it was even ordered? Sure. Reva's got to be on the payroll too. Reva is so sketchy. Absolutely. And you know what she does? She goes around with Britney's court-appointed lawyer, Samuel Ingham, and Dr. James Spar, who wrote that uh, declaration capacity. And they go around and they host training events on how to successfully get people in conservatorships. And on their flyers, they list and boast about how they've successfully got Britney into one. This is so shady. This is awful. If, unless you're not nauseated enough already, let me just tell you some a little something about Dr. James Spar. Lay it on me. <laughs> okay. He is frequently called to... Uh, evaluate a person's competency of patients to consent to electroconvulsive therapy. That's what he specializes in. Shock therapy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's enough to just make you completely nauseated. So do we think that he has given Brittany shock therapy? I pray not. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. (sighs) What else you got for us? (laughs) Well, um, I do have a little note on Andrew Gallery. I don't know if you have heard about him or not. No, who's this? He is a photographer that worked with Brittany uh, back in 2008 during For the Record and when she was on tour uh, with the Circus World Tour. And he recently came forward and read a letter that she had written to that she wanted read to her fans. This guy, he made a copy of the letter before the conservatorship destroyed the letter. He had the forethought to do that. I mean, that that right there should tell you a little bit about who team conservatorship is, the fact that he knew he should make a copy. And in the letter, she says, you know, the conservatorship can go on for a long time as long as people are getting paid. So to me, I, I question, well, why would she want that part read to the fans? And the way that I understand it is she's asking us to stop buying into the brand because people are getting paid you know, based off of what we spend on the brand, the conservatorship gets a cut of everything. Her dad gets 1.5% of all uh, merchandise sales, ticket sales, plus other monies as well. And that goes into all these people's pockets. And as you can see, you know, a large part of Britney's fan base is probably the LGBTQ community. um, And they're taking the money and using that money for anti-LGBTQ causes. Mm. It's really despicable. Oh, it's so sad. I remember, was it like last fall or there was like a Britney Spears house or experience in LA and the argument was like telling people were saying not to go because it was just her conservatorship that was profiting. Oh, wow. the pop-up shop in uh, in LA. Yeah, the zone. Yeah. That's interesting you bring that up too because she was actually reported to go to that, according to the people who rent. Shannon Ramirez was one that, uh, and Lou Taylor, they were behind the creation of that. And they promised the fans that Britney would be in attendance and she would come show her support. And she was very excited for it. Uh, but we later find out that Jamie went to court and said that Britney 
refused to attend even for $1 million. And he used that as a way of saying that her mental capacity is declining because she wouldn't go and make a quick $1 million. And, uh, and yeah, that was used against her. Um, she does not support the zone. She does not support these projects that she's not involved in, that they're doing without her. The conservators have a legal right to enter and sign contracts on her behalf. And they do that. The very definition of human trafficking is forced labor through coercion. Mm. And we know that she's, they've used her children against her as pawns to keep her in compliance. You know, if she mm. wants to see her kids, this is what she has to do. She has to go to work and prove herself. And they've promised her over the years that if you, if you complete this world tour, if you record this album, you know, you'll get more freedoms. You'll get, you know, we'll be able to prove to the judge that you're doing well and we'll get you out of this. And it's just, it's been one project after another, after another that she, and she's yet to, to be released from anything or have any kind of restrictions loosened up. Hmm. What do you think that people who are fans of Britney can do to support her? What I think you can do a, a couple of things, really. I think that reaching out to your politicians um, and, and writing them letters, emailing them your concerns over the way that the current probate courts and the laws are written. Um, there needs to be more oversight of the judges to make sure that they are following the codes because as it stands right now, it's just sort of, you know, there's no oversight to, to make sure that the judges are complying. And, um, and that's why, you know, Free Britney has always been about freeing Britney, but also highlighting a systemic issue that we have with conservatorship abuse across the country. There are so many people in these things that don't have legions of fans behind them, that don't have people rallying outside of the courthouse, and they're dying quiet, isolated deaths, and nobody. Nobody cares. And it's so sad. And it's all a scam so that the conservators can make money. Yes. So that you can yeah. legally kidnap somebody, accelerate their death in a lot of cases. That's sort of the name of the game is isolation and over medication and then selling off their assets. Mm. God, it's so sad. Um, what resources are the best place for free Britney people to find each other? What websites? Um, I would really encourage anybody to follow Free Britney LA. He's uh, amazing, an amazing advocate. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah. What's your, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is real cocky. Uh, and there's an underscore at the end of that. And yeah, just uh, doing even something as little as liking a tweet or retweeting something so that the information is, is constantly out there for people to see um, is really helpful um, and shouldn't be underestimated because we all have a voice in this. Uh, we all have the right to know how the courts are, tr how the public courts are treating us inside the closed doors. Yeah. You know, the judges that work in these probate courts are public servants that are voted in by us. So when they're not doing right, we have every right to call them out. It recently, Jamie made a statement that this was a private family matter. Uh, you know, and it's not true because it should have been a private family matter. But when you take it to the public probate court, it becomes a public matter. And when $34 million and dozens of people are on the payroll, it's a public matter. It's not a private family matter. Yeah. Oh, and I love, I don't love the point that you made, but I think people need to be aware that this is human trafficking. This is human trafficking. This is human trafficking. And, you know, it, it's, another point I want to make is that every single murderer, child predator in America, pedophile, has the right to hire their own attorney. Oh. So why 
would a woman who has not committed any crime not have that right? It's so wrong. It should not be happening in America. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much, Brennan. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your work for Brittany. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I really, really appreciate you uh, allowing me to get the word out somewhat. And uh, yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that I answered some questions and sort of shone a light on on some of the other players involved in this, too, that need to be held accountable. A hundred percent. All right. Awesome. This is great and infuriating. Thank you. Thank you. We have to thank Brennan for all of his tireless work and dedication to Brittany. And we have to thank the whole free Brittany community for everything they're doing. She is being human trafficked so that a bunch of people can stay on her payroll and so that her public defender can make $10,000 a week. And it is sickening and disgusting. And we need to do something about it. We all need to rally around her because clearly she doesn't have a voice and we need to be the voice for her. And that's so ironic because... She does have a voice like her singing voice is what has helped her to sell millions and millions of records. But it's so disturbing. I I can't imagine having postpartum and then being taken advantage of by every single person in your life. All the men in your life. Great. If you have thoughts or experiences with the Free Britney movement, you can always email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website scamwowpodcast.com for back episodes, Patreon, links to our merch, all that kind of good stuff. And we are so grateful that you're here and that you're listening to our podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.